Hello, this is Henry Harris. Welcome to the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today, ride the updraft. But let's begin with our customary review. What do we mean when we say, when we speak of the spiritual foundations of mental health? We're speaking about the fact that a person's mental health is something that's meant to be, it's understood in a manner that's broader in your moment-to-moment feelings of life. Yes, your moment-to-moment feelings of life are meaningful and are to not, not to be overlooked, but it would be, in my understanding, a mistake to evaluate your mental well-being by the feelings that you're having moment-to-moment or even that you're having ongoingly. could be a person who experiences chronic, uh, difficult feelings. That would not be an accurate description of his mental well-being, even though it would be tempting to say, oh, this person is uh, struggling with lack of mental health. He's certainly struggling with lack of mental, lack of feeling good, but not lack of mental health. Why? Because mental health itself is something that is, it's innate. It's something that exists within us that can be overlooked by us, but it can't be, it can never be lost. It's not something that's subject to my abilities, my skills, um, my knowledge. The mental health that we're speaking about is the fact of the innate connection to a wisdom that is greater than us. And therefore, we can have all kinds of feelings, and those feelings can vary and move and be volatile and be difficult, and yet... The presence of wisdom, the presence of a connection to something that's so greater than us, is constant. It doesn't change. And to see this, to glimpse this, is truly to step into the possession of our of our of our mental well-being. There is a greater there is a capacity to see this and to and to know this in a way that is really life-changing. Let's talk a little bit more about. How, how it works, like what is it, what do we mean when we speak of the idea of your mental health existing independent of your state of, your state of mind, your feelings, because see, your feelings, our feelings are, are a flow of information, we're experiencing an ongoing flow of new information, it's, it's, everything is experiencing an ongoing flow of, of kind of sustaining energy, there's a flow of energy. And that flow of energy animates everything. Nothing exists independent of it. And that's true not only for the, for the objects and the physical experience, the physical things of this world. It's true for our consciousness. It's true for our moment-to-moment felt experience of life. We're having an, a perception, a perceived experience of life. And that's not owing. It's not coming from the outside, so to speak. I'm not saying that there aren't outside events. I'm just saying that the outside events can be felt in different ways. We ourselves experience diff- the similar similar events, but in changing and kind of unstatic uh, ways. Well, what does that point to, right? If I if I can have a, a, an overwhelmingly similar set of experiences with my kids, them listening, them not listening, and uh, there are times where I'm super triggered and reactive, and times where I'm <laughs> somewhat philosophical about it. That would suggest that it's it's not simply the occurrence of the event itself. 
that is the source of my feelings. There's a, there's a phenomenon of my own kind of internal weather. And understanding that internal weather is it goes a long way. I mean, to a great extent, the degree to which we suffer has a lot to do with our understanding of our experience of the moment, right? Our, our, our pain is one thing, suffering is another. Pain, there's a reality. There's such a thing as pain in this world. Uh, it's possible to have painful feelings. It's possible to have a painful experience. Um, suffering would go beyond pain, and it would it would kind of be, it would it would conclude like the underlying outlook of suffering is um, this is real in an absolute sense. You know, if 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 the fe- I'm having a difficult, painful feeling, and that difficult, painful feeling is telling me about reality, I'm not having it's not telling me about this moment's weather. It's telling me about the reality of me, the reality of my life, the reality of my um, of my well-being. That's the mistake that we can make, where we mistake our feelings in the moment for our mental health. Mental health is something that exists independent of a given state of feelings, a given state of mind. This is so liberating. It's so powerful. I'm not saying that it's liberating in the sense that you just remember this and you'll never feel bad again. I'm just saying that you'll have greater and greater permission to be in this moment. There's so much meaning and opportunity and value in this moment. We spent a lot of time trying to avoid this moment. Trying to There's a moment's feeling that we're having. There's an experience in this moment that I'm having in the presence of my child, my spouse, the traffic, my bank account, um, I'm having an experience of this moment. There is, it, it could be a really unpleasant experience that I'm having. It could be a surging, uh, distressing feeling, anxious feeling. But to the degree that I understand that I am on the receiving end of that flow, but it's, it's a moving flow, it's, it doesn't, it, it, it's not static. To the degree that I understand that, then I can be in the storm, and the storm is not kind of defining my life. You know, like I, I have permission and ability to be in the midst of this uh, flow, and it's it's safe. It's truly safe. It's not a problem, and there's a tremendous, tremendous value in learning about this and in, in aligning with this simple truth. In aligning with the simple truth that there is one single source behind all existence, behind all that is, and that's inclusive of my, my of my of my of my mental state, my feelings in the moment. And the first thing I get to do, the first sensible thing to do, is to acknowledge that it's a beautiful and present moment choice. There's a there's I've spoken about this in the past that there's something about the mindfulness you know the the whole phenomenon of mindfulness and meditation that people are are simply interested in coming to recognize in in in, in a non-judgmental way in a, to place their attention in a non-judgmental ma- uh, way on the present moment. Oh, I'm having a flow. I'm having a flow. It hurts. I'm, it's a flow. You know whatever that whatever that experience is to realize that um, in the same way I don't get distressed by the weather that's out there. 
I needn't be overly distressed about my own weather. It allows me a, a new relationship with that. And the good news is, is that this is not something that you, you needn't um, work hard at this. You needn't be good at this. It's something that with a, with a sincere and simple willingness to, to look for the truth, you are situated to discover. You're situated to experience a, a, a new thought, new understanding, new awareness about it that will allow you an increasingly broader understanding of, of, of your experience of life. And there will be freedom. There will be psychological freedom. Not psychological freedom in the sense that you'll be in control of whatever feelings you'll have. You'll have psycho psychological freedom in that you'll have permission to be. A growing, growing permission to be. And when a person has permission to be, he is exceptionally well suited to navigate his life. You know, I think of the story that I've shared. My, my, my current nine-year-old learned to ride a bike when he was four which was earlier than other children we had. And it was amazing to watch him. He was uh, really, really motivated to learn how to ride. And I, uh, I was trying to be of help to him and just to help him get comfortable with balance. You know, just before he learned to coordinate the handlebars together with the pedaling, just glide and balance, you know. And, and once you kind of get comfortable with balance, then you'll work on the other parts. And so he was doing that, and he was falling. You know, with, reg with some regularity, he was falling. And it was amazing to me how little um, discouraged he was by those falls. You know, he really was not discouraged by the falls. It was like, okay, get up again. And I think that that's... Uh, that permission that he had to fall, that permission that he had to experience... Um, like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Oh, I don't know how to do this. Oh, I don't have balance yet. I don't have balance yet. The permission that he had to be in that I don't have balance yet kind of gave him, it, it, it just cleared the way for his natural desire to like, okay, let's try it again. Okay, let's try it again. I couldn't explain to him in 10 books the details of information associated with the instructions, like, you know, put your pedal foot here and then look in peripheral vision here and and here's how balance work. It, it wasn't, there's no, there's no amount, of, the learning that we do when we have permission is amazing. You know, we it's amazing how well suited we are to navigate new uncharted territory when we are present in this moment. That's all that I'm speaking about is that I have the willingness and the permission to be in this moment, whether that moment is painful, whether that moment is ecstatic, whether that moment is confused, whether that moment is, um, is jealous, whatever the moment is, if I have permission to be there, I am so well designed to see what is the next moment available to me what's the next possible option what's the next possible choice to make it's like a beautiful navigation my son wasn't following a set of instructions he was following a deep and simple instinct and, and desire coupled with the uncluttered space you know that he was un, 
He just—it was not a cluttered space that I fell again. What am I going to do? I fell again. What am I going to do? This is the seventh time I've fallen. When am I going to go learn? It—it—that's the gift that I'm pointing to. That you can discover a deeper and deeper feeling of permission to be in this moment's feeling. There's so much power and creativity and wisdom. It's not a personal power, a personal creativity, a personal wisdom. Yes, it shows up inside your heart, inside your understanding, but it's it's not personal in the sense that it's your personal intelligence. And that's the power of this mental health. When we when we speak of the spiritual foundations of mental health, we're talking about a wisdom reservoir, a, a, a will, a reservoir of will and desire and wisdom that is... Um, it's it's a platform that's not of a personal nature, and the the more we're willing and interested to to see the truth about how this works, the more we stand comfortably on that platform. So I spoke, uh, I I shared that today's topic is ride the updraft. In a sense, and really I've alluded to that just now with the story of my my son and riding the bicycle. Riding the updraft is a recognition that there is an independent presence of spirit of desire of 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 seech, of seeking there is a a spirit of seeking a spirit of desire and growth that resides within us within us that is not personal to us meaning you don't have to turn it on in the morning you don't have to fire it up you don't have to um be good in order to have that desire that updraft it's very valuable to see that updraft. I've shared in the past the story of a conversation with a depressed person who, who I asked him, well, tell me, do you have ups and downs in your life? And he said, yes, I do. Well, tell me about those ups and downs. Well, the, uh, the down is that I ask God not to wake me up in the morning. I just don't want to live anymore. And the day I said, okay, what's the up? The up is that I'm depressed and, and upset but I, I want to find a way. I really want to find a way. And my question to him was, well, what determines whether you're experiencing the down or the up? You know, what, 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 where does that come from? Do you do that? Do you decide, let's do too much down, let's now go into up. Oh, too much up, let's now go into down. I, I, obviously, that wasn't the case. He was experiencing this flow, this presence, but it's it's important to recognize that the updraft, the desire, the resolve, it's not like it disappears, it gets covered over. It can get covered over when, when we experience that updraft is that flow of oxygenated blood. It's that flow of consciousness that is trusting and 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 um, truthful and wise and and it it truly desires to take possession of our potential, to face the opportunities as well as the uncertainties of life with humility and resolve, that is the nature of the updraft. And it's all over our lives. You know, it's all over our lives if we look for it. If we just look and see, there's so many things that we come to do and understand. I also familiar with the story of a woman who had been through a horrific um, relationship, abusive and and um, all kinds of difficulties and eventually was able to separate herself from the relationship and she and her daughter 
were on their own and she was living with a certain amount of distress afterwards, you know, what you would call, some people call PTSD. And she was just deeply scared. Like, how am I going to do this on my own? And how am I not going to repeat the mistakes I've made? Because I never intended to get into a terrible relationship. I did everything I knew to do to be in a good relationship. And yet I found myself in a horrific relationship. I have no idea how I got there. And I'm terrified that the next time I go about the possibility of a new endeavor, I'm going to end up in a similar situation. And so she was living in this kind of like continuous, um, this continuous fearful, distressing feeling. Uh, and believe it or not, kind of, you know, she'd get a hit of that feeling and then she'd say, oh, see, there it is. And it would amplify and would kind of it would get it would it would come to life more fully with her recognition. Oh, there it is! Innocently, it would come to life in a deeper way, and it would cover up. It would cover up the space of that deeper wisdom, desire, that deeper resolve, that deeper updraft. The updraft was there, and then at a certain point, she came to hear and learn about the idea of this of this uh, single simple source, the way in which our experience of life works. That it's not. It's not, there's not something about her that she's defective or broken or her past in, in particular that is um, creating her experience of this moment. She had a past and she has memories of the past. But the memories, the information of the past is only available to her through the gift of thought in this moment. And sometimes the thought, the, the, the feeling, the flow of, the, of this moment is an insecure feeling, in which case the memories look terribly uh, accusatory and, and condemning. But sometimes the, the, the feelings, the flow of this moment are lighter and more peaceful, philosophical, wise. And the memories in that moment of, rem, of, of flow look softer. They, look, um, they don't look as troubling. And she started to learn about this, and then she started to recognize, you know, it's amazing, I'm in possession of so much wisdom. I'm, I'm, I'm living my life. I'm maintaining a job. I'm running a home. I'm caring for my child in the best way I know to do. And, and I'm living in a, uh, a level of, of willfulness and desire and, and wisdom. That's, I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not waking up in the morning and saying, let's. Here's how we're going to hold ourselves together today. And, and I do. I hold myself together. I'm 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 solving problems and taking step after step and I'm kind of overlooking that because of you know I'm getting caught up in the feelings of distress and anxiety I have but but look at all the ways in which my life is kind of flowing with a lot of functionality with a lot of willful good constructive willfulness that I'm not pulling together like I'm not like like I just acknowledged like I'm not the one I'm speaking on her behalf. I'm not the one that is literally programming myself. I'm I'm kind of on autopilot in a lot of nice ways. What is that? What's that autopilot in nice ways? Oh, that's the updraft. That's the that's the degree to which there is a a, a flow, a continuous connection to this wisdom source. We are connected to the source of all wisdom. We are connected. We we are. There is no alternative. There is no other. There is nothing other than this single simple source. In Jewish consciousness, I would say that that's the Creator. We are a manifestation of that divine wisdom. 
given and we're simultaneously given this incredible gift and opportunity to experience a kind of a corner of the of the universe that's ours. You know, it's not really ours because all there is is this one single symbol source. All there really is is the divine energy. But but we're gifted this kind of corner where we can have the blessing and the opportunity of choosing what's true, what do I know cannot be true, what do I know about this moment, what do I know cannot be true about this moment. I get this little corner of the universe to be uh, to be seeing and acknowledging the truth. And in that manner, I, I have this incredible role to play. Like I'm a partner. I'm a partner in revealing in a world where there is concealment, there is hiddenness, there's the potential to overlook the simplicity, the single simple source of this behind this world. There is, there is a, a hiddenness and I get to play a role in kind of testifying, acknowledging, affirming in the most gentle but powerful way this simple and quiet affirmation of what is true right inside my heart. Wherever I go, whatever I'm doing, I have an, I'm having a, an experience of this divine energy. If I'm feeling sad, jealous, uh, anxious, I'm experiencing the divine energy inside of me. If I'm feeling grateful, uh, peaceful, calm I'm experiencing I'm 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 continuously connected to the single simple source and it's presenting in so many ways in my life that is uh, wise and stable and constructive and it's powerful to see that that's not personal that that's an updraft that is always present it can get covered over it can get covered over. If I tune into the distressing feelings as if they are uh, dangerous, something to run from, if I become if I get fooled by the appearance that, the, that those distressing feelings are truly dangerous and that I need to either fix or solve or run from them, I will innocently amplify them and they'll come to life more fully and they will take up more of my awareness than the awareness of this kind of ongoing updraft. And then I wake up, oh, wow, I guess I've gotten kind of distressed or lost. And remember, it's not like there aren't real events going on in our lives. There are. There are times where we're called to, to address things, to respond, to intervene. There will be value in understanding this because it will allow us to stand in a place of response rather than a, a place of choice rather than a place of reaction.